Hello and welcome to a very special episode of audio-based content, an improv comedy podcast. I'm your host, Aaron V. Felder. On this show, I do long-form improv with people. Today's episode was an audio-based content jam, wherein I recorded the podcast live and invited anyone in the audience to come be a guest on the podcast. So without further ado, I present Ed Furby, Gene Francesco, Clark Davis, Tim Elifross, Sam Brewer, Ryan Wood, Thomas Clements, and Becca Stogner for a call-in radio advice show. Welcome back to the show, Quack Wacks. This is your host, Dr. Robinson on Hey, What You Gonna Do? The general advice show. You know, people call me and they ask me for advice on their everyday life and sometimes the big events in their life. And I like to start the show with a little story from my day. And this morning, I was spreading some cream cheese on a bagel and I ran out of cream cheese before I could finish covering the bagel. And I thought to myself, do I want to eat a cream cheeseless bagel? And I thought, no. So I tore that part of the bagel off, and I fed it to a bird outside of my window. So take that as a lesson for your life. There's always a bird to feed, and you don't have to eat a bagel without cream cheese on it. All right. Now I know what you're here for. You're here to hear some people and hear me help them with their problems. So let's get to line one. Line one, we got Ed from Michigan. Ed from Michigan, you're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. I have had to re-enter the dating world, and it's been so long. They didn't have swipe left and swipe right the last time I had to date. Mm, Tell me about it. What the hell's a guy supposed to do these days to meet somebody? Well, uh, I got to tell you, I get a lot of callers. And um, the honest answer is there's really not much hope for a grown man a grown single man in this world and i suggest uh saving your money throughout the month don't go on dates and then once a month hire a sex worker to come sleep with you and then that would be the companionship these sex workers nowadays they're fantastic they don't just have sex with you they give you companionship they hold your hand you can even hire a woman just to come hug you for an hour and a half, or just to cuddle you. There's cuddle therapists. They're basically like softcore prostitutes, but uh, they give you affection for money, and that often that is what's necessary to sustain a grown man in today's world. You know, if I go to Morton's, I order a steak. Mm. If I order a hooker, mm-hmm. I want full service. You want full service? Full service. Well, they got that too. They got full service. They got uh, they got the steak and the dessert. They got, but do you got to save a lot of money for these things? I. It can be pricey. How are your finances, Ed? How well, are you, how are you, I, I mean, I, I know that's a personal question. Well, you don't know me, and it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, here's the thing. A man of my age, uh-huh. I have good credit and bad health. Oh. So. The beauty to it is, it may not be my problem. I see what you're saying. You can rack up debt. You can get a lot of loans. You can get a lot of credit cards. 
a lot of these sex workers take credit cards. So uh, it sounds like you're in luck. Like you should be able to uh, enjoy the last bit of your short life. Now, it, it sounds like you you may have some... Uh, do you have any recommendations in this area? Anybody you um, might recommend as a in this field? Not, uh, not where you're from. Um, I'm recording this uh, back in New Jersey, and I know a lot of people in New Jersey. If you were in New Jersey, I could definitely give you some phone numbers. But uh, where you're at, I really, I really can't help you. But, uh, you know, if you just look for escorts in the yellow pages or look online, if you go on these swipe, swipe left, swipe right, you can find these sex workers. They're often lurking on these sites. Oh, this has been a wonderful call. Awesome. You've been Thank so you. helpful. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much. Uh, Thank you so much. Now, you know, love love is a funny thing in this world. And uh, we all want love, but I think it's important to remember that you don't need love. Okay? And a lot of people will never get it. So uh, whatever you can get, enjoy that. And, uh, you know, that's what I got to say. I count, you know... Uh, Enjoy your lawn. The other grass might be greener, but you got grass. Unless you're like in Arizona or New Mexico. And then appreciate the gravel that's, you know, for your yard. And really, that's more ecological. Everybody should go gravel. They should go gravel in the whole country. So whether it's grass or gravel, appreciate what you got. All right. Let's let's see. We got uh, Cynthia on line four. Cynthia, line four. Hi, how's it going? Hey, Cynthia. Hey, it's my first time calling in, but I've been a long time listener. Oh, good. Hey, <laughs> that's great. Uh, hey, thank you so much. I'm real excited. So, okay. uh, I'm from I'm from like you. I'm from New Jersey. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Very excited uh, to get in. Finally, it's all these people from across the country that get in, and I, I am know. the first one. Everybody's, you know, everybody needs advice. Everybody needs advice. So everybody here's advice. here's my issue. Uh, my family, they're real big new. Nudists were real oh. as an entity, right? Our whole family, my, right. my great-grandfather, mm. my great-grandmother, okay. all my aunts and uncles. Yeah. And and here's the problem I'm facing is that I, as a younger nudist, mm. I get a lot of attention. Of course in the colony, you do. Of you know? course. You're you a know, young I'm woman. 33. I'm sure you're beautiful. Exactly. And the, you know, the mean age in the colony is about you know 57. Oh, I see. So they see these. Thirty-something-year-old uh, breasts, yes, bouncing you know, around these and perky nipples, mm -hmm, correct. This uh, supple pubic hair, Very. and they get excited. Correct. Correct. They see a lot of potential in me. Right. They give you attention. And they give me lots of attention. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is it's really causing a lot of problems within the other relationships. Oh, you know, of course. It's getting complicated. Of course, these 60, 50, 70, 80-year-old women seeing yeah. their husbands ogling you. Mm -hmm. It's got to... Uh, mm -hmm. And now, now, when you said the average age, yeah. did that include you? Well, As the outlier I, I bringing the, the average outlier. down? Yeah, exactly. So the so really, without you, the average is even it's higher. It's probably closer to 63. Oh, my gosh. Oy 63. Vey. I know. So, yeah, well, I'm struggling here. You're struggling. Now, let me ask you something. Are you in any way interested in 50, 60, 70-year-old men? You know, there's always exceptions to the rule. It's both, you know, women and men. But at the end of the day, you know, I see what they're... Pack and I see what they're delivering. Mm, of course, I, I watch. I, I can see it's all very out in the open. Mm. So for me, it's more like I want. I'm looking for something, you know, in my bracket, my age bracket. 
you, you might not want to live in a nudist colony full of older people then. But it's my calling. It's your calling. Mm. You know, I got to keep with the family tradition. Got to keep going. Now, uh, how about that? When you go on dates then with people outside the nudist colony, mm-hmm. you're going to have to wear clothes. Correct. So you could do that and then try to try to bring them in to your circle. Correct. Try to make, convert them into being a nudist, living with you on the nudist colony. Correct. That is a good, very good approach. Mm-hmm. Very good approach. Not one I've tried yet. It gets a little dicey when you start, you know, saying I live with my parents in a nudist colony. But, it's complicated, but, you know? But uh, since everybody in the nudist colony stares at you, mm-hmm. would not your mate, your partner... Mm-hmm be of the highest status in all of the nudist colonies. The most envied person of the whole nudist colony. Like a nude prince. Like a nude prince. Or nude princess. Right. They could put a little crown on their penis. Wow. When they walk around, everybody would look at him and go, this is, he's the one. In turn, then I become the duchess of the nudist colony. Well, it sounds like you're already the duchess Uh, and the queen of the nudist colony. Yeah. But to have a partner that is a royalty status. And then it would let all the other people know that you're spoken for. Wow. That you're taken. Wow. They can look, but it's only ever a dream. A mirage. A mirage, if you will. Yes, exactly. So you need to go out there. You need to get a man. You need to teach him the ways of nudity. Get, you know, walk around his apartment naked. Mm-hmm. You know, do things That's like that. That's the first step. Entice him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then draw the blinds. Draw the blinds. Open the sliding glass Let everybody glass see. Yep. Take videos of him. Put him on the internet. Internet. That way everybody already sees him naked. He's got yep. nothing to lose. Correct. If he's ashamed of his nudity, he's already spent that. It's gone. Everyone in the world's already seen him naked. Yep. Might as well join a nudist colony. What a dream. Yep. Sounds like a great plan. Thank you so much. I can't wait to get started. That sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, nudity is a a beautiful thing. The human form is beautiful and wonderful. And I encourage everybody in the world to be nude and to explore their bodies and explore being nude in public. All right, let's see here. We got Mike on line five. Mike, hello, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Claire. Should I should I wait for Mike? Should Mike go first? Oh, uh, they t- they just t- the little screen says Mike. Oh, uh, that's not me. I'm are you, sorry. Are you calling from someone's phone number and their name is Mike? Maybe. No, I think it's mine. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Somebody thinks your name is Mike. Oh well, I bless their heart. I, yes, Doctor Robinson. I've listened to what you're going to do for every day for the past five mm. years. I oh. just got to say, I see your picture on the internet, and I think you're uh, cute as a button. I oh. just got to say, I just wanted to tell you that. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, I am asexual. Oh, that's fine. I feel I should let everyone know. I just wanted to say you're cute. I okay. didn't say nothing about you. I got a husband. I uh, okay. All right. It's just a lot of the ladies listen, and they see my picture on the internet, and they think I'm cute, and then they send me love letters, and they send me these messages on the internet, and uh, it seems like, you know, I just want to make sure... Oh, no, I could never be so bold. Okay. Well, good. Good. All right. Well, 
What can I help you with today? Well, I was uh, I was just in my garden this morning. I was picking some daisies, you know, uh-huh. and make, making little bouquets. And, you know, I just thought to myself, what's the point of it all? You know, we're just a little speck on Earth, and mm. it's, we're cosmically inferior. Mm. There's infinite galaxies, and really, there can be no purpose. If there is a God, he could have made other intelligent life, you know, out on yeah. other planets that we'd never discovered. And right. kind of makes you wonder why he should even be alive at all. You know, there's no reason to keep living. We're such a blip on the whole spectrum of, you know, galactic importance. And I, you know, I was reading a lot of Camus the other day, and uh, he was talking about the absurdity of life and how, you right. know, and how that's, uh, you know, life's kind of like a big joke, and the only mm. way to get through it is to sort of embrace the absurdity uh, with which we exist. I just wonder what you thought about that. I would agree. Embrace the absurdity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right now, in fact, um, I uh, I'm wearing a hollowed out half a cantaloupe as a hat on my head. You don't say. That's correct. Where did you get that cantaloupe? The grocery store. Oh, that's that's so Dr. Robinson. You are a frugal son of a gun. I ate the cantaloupe. I shellacked the half of the skin, and I wear it as a hat. Yeah, it preserves it, so it doesn't rot on my head. I don't want rotting fruit on my head. You are a laugh and a half, Dr. Robinson. But I do it to be absurd. To add absurdity to my life. Now, see, that is something I had not considered. Yeah, well, you should. You should consider it. Confront the absurdity of life with your own absurdity. Enhance the absurdity of life. I see, and thereby taking it by the the cojones, pardon my French. That's correct. You own it. You own the absurdity. It's your absurdity, and you get to have it and control it, right? You know those people on the subway that wear the T-Rex costumes? Those people are heroes. I, I have seen those videos on Facebook. Yes, those people are heroes. They're heroes, they you say? They are American heroes. Now, see, I thought they were just little pranksters, you know, that were like, had some rich kids that got their parents' money and bought those T-Rex no, costumes. No, just they are members, friends on the They are members of the armed forces. They're all four-star generals. Some of them are Navy SEALs. And uh, if you do that, if enough... You get a purple heart. They give you a purple heart for that. that uh, That's what Dr. that Robinson. means, the purple, because the purple is the most absurd of colors. Are you pulling my chain? So it means you have a purple heart. Are you telling me little fibs are on your little radio show? Absolutely not. Anything I say on this show is factual and backed up. Well, I believe it. That's why I listen all the time. And, you know, now come to think of it, I've never seen somebody not in one of those T-Rex costumes. Well, I've seen people not in the T-Rex costumes. Yeah, lots but of not, normally dressed people oh, ride the yeah, subway. Yeah, you got me. You got me. A little twist of my words there. I've never seen somebody in a T-Rex costume take it off. Oh. So they could all be, you know, national yes, they, heroes. They are. I just They're didn't wearing know. uniforms with uh, those, what, what are those little ribbons. On them that say they did things. That yeah, are like medals of honor and purple yes. hearts, and I like any kind of hearts. Yeah, really. they get the one of them is for they get one for doing a dunk tank at carnivals. They get another one for wearing the T Rex costume on the subway. They get one for. Um, I hope I'm allowed to say this on air, but I'm calling shenanigans. No, absolutely not. This is all true. They put uh, they get one for uh, TPing somebody's house. They Dr. One, Robinson, I put know. Put whoopee cushions on chairs. That's I, don't, I don't want you to piss down my honor. back and tell me it's raining, Dr. Robinson. I think I know it's stinker That's when I'm another cold one. one. They have to, if you see a yellow ribbon on a, on a soldier, it's because they pissed down someone's back and told them it's raining. There is just no conceivable absurd. reality it's, where that's true, Dr. Robinson. You know, I still love you. I still think you're cute as your button, but I think you are a lying son of a bitch. Okay, I will not, I do not have patience for people calling my show to call me a liar. Oh, I am just so sorry. Let me, you know what? I think I'm going to put, I think I, you know, you, what you said about the absurdity of life not being, you know, confronting it with your own absurdity. I think mm. that's a good idea. So. It is a good idea. And that's why heroes 
put absurdity into the world. That's that's remarkable. So you can find your own way to be absurd, your own way to put absurdity in the world, and if you do it enough, you can collect a check from the U.S. government and become uh, an, a decorated hero. Well, I'm not cer- I'm not searching for any medals, but I do think I have mm, put my own. That's bit of, commendable. That's commendable. I think I have put my own bit of absurdity in the world. See, mm. I've I've told a what bit of a, I've told a little bit of a fib myself. I I did steal Mike's phone because I figured you would pick up if it was a man's name and not. See, my I knew name. that my system doesn't lie to me. Yeah, well, you got me red-handed. It's a computer system, and they never lie. Well, you've you've made me reconsider. I'm going to give this nice gentleman his phone back and take the tape off oh. of his mouth. I think I'll even untie oh. him and return this gun. Oh, okay, good. Those are all good things. Love your show. Talk to you again oh, soon. Oh, thank you. All Bye right. now. Oh, yes. Um... Well, uh, you shouldn't kidnap people, and that's not uh, really an absurd thing to do. It, uh, I'm glad that uh, she's going to let this Mike go, and uh, he seems, you know, I hope Mike's okay. Um, but if he's not, at least uh, maybe he heard that phone call, and he'll put his own bit of absurdity into the world. All right, let's see here. We got Eric. Line one, Eric. Hey, Dr. Man. What's up, dude? (laughs) Hello, Eric. Hey, so I just want to start off with, like, Eric's not my real name. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to tell you where I am. Okay. I like Uh, how upfront you're being. I'm using a proxy server, so don't try and trace the number, man. Okay, I get it. You're calling me through a VPN sort of thing. Yeah, man. All right. So I just got a question, man. Okay. I'm worried about my financial future, man. Like, oh. I I may be kind of what you call the drug dealer, but oh. like, I only deal with the good stuff, man. Like weed and shrooms, man. Like, oh, okay. Because that's the good stuff. It I opens see. your mind, is what I'm saying. Well, so is. Uh how is legalization impacting your business? Well, it's really affecting me, dude. Negatively like, or positively? Uh, negatively, man. Uh, of course. Nobody wants to come to license. my. Is nobody wants to come to my house anymore, man. They'll just like oh. hang out and like toke up. You they know? go to a store. Yeah, man. They go down to like the corner store, and it's like really bumming me out, dude. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just not making as much money anymore, and like I don't know how I'm gonna pay rent. Yeah, I see what you mean. And when uh, somebody goes to a store to buy marijuana they uh they give them money they get the marijuana they leave yeah dude it's, it's like impersonal exchange exactly man like they don't even know your name dude mm-hmm. they don't know what kind of dog you have right not... they don't know like what your favorite music is like why do you mm, want to buy drugs from that guy man and they don't feel pressured to hang out for 20 minutes to Whoa. three hours Playing video games from 10 years ago on a dusty couch, trying to avoid a dog that's vaguely intimidating. I mean, I I would. That kind of sounds like my place, dude, but I wouldn't say pressured. I mean, like, Scruffy's just kicking it, man. Can I ask you another question? Yeah, dude. Do you live alone or do you live with your mother? Well, I mean, like. I got the whole basement to myself, you got dude. The whole basement. And I got like a mini mm. fridge and a microwave down here. And does she leave you alone when people come over? Yeah, dude. You? Like it's a walkout basement and everything. So like mm. they just come in the back and we don't even have to see mom unless like, I mean, sometimes she likes to make us pizza rolls, which is oh. like super dope, dude. And frankly, like, free pizza rolls. 
Right. Why, I mean, that sounds like a bonus. I you don't get, get that it. at the store. Exactly, you dude. You go to the weed store and you go, can I have some pizza rolls? They say, we can't even legally sell you those things. Yeah, man. They're like, we don't have a food license. Oh, and man. please leave because you smell bad. Like, oh. they're always saying just rude things, man. That does sound rude and that does sound troublesome. And I really feel for you because it seems like um, with, the, with the cut down in business, from you living with your mother, from people not wanting to come to your house, how are you ever going to afford your, a store of your own? That's you, what I'm you saying. You have to build the startup capital. What about a loan? Have you thought about taking a loan? Well, so that's what I tried, man. But again, like those bankers, man, evil fucking government, DC, clean out the swamp, man. Skip the bankers. But like, skip the bank. They just like say, like, you don't have any credit and exactly. you have too Listen many to criminal me. charges. Listen to me, Eric. You got to skip the banks. Go, go walking around town yeah. on the streets. Okay. Look for guys on the streets hanging out wearing flashy suits. Yeah. Driving nice cars. Yeah. See, see if any of them hang around people that don't dress like that at all, right? Okay. Those are the people you want to talk to. Ask them if you can borrow money. Oh, that's fucking now, A lot of them loan out money. They'll loan out money. But like... And then you can start your business. Do I have to like pay them back at a certain point? Absolutely, you have to pay them back. Mm. Absolutely. They're usually with uh, some interest... Oh, man. You kind of lost me at having to pay him back. Oh. But, like, I just, you know, I just want to be a, a dealer for the people, man. A dealer for the people. Yeah. A dealer. Have you thought about standing outside of the store and just selling yours at a slightly lower price than the store? Holy <laughs> shit. Seems like that could work. Because then people Doc. want to go in. Why would you even go in? If it's yeah. the same product is available right here, right now. And then, like, we can just get in my car and go back to my place and play some oh, fucking Sega, oh, well, man. People, people don't want to... People but really Sega, don't want to do that. man. Oh, okay. I like the first part of your idea, Doc. Mm -hmm. I think I think I'm going to give it a shot. You are? I think you're on to something, you're Doc. You're going to stand outside of the front or you're going to... I'm going to... Get alone and... I'm going to stand out front. Okay. That sounds like a lot less work Good. than trying to, like... Pester a guy in a suit and have to like pay back and pay back write down like loans and shit. No one wants to do that. Nah, man. Well, it's fantastic. Doc, lifesaver. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much, Doc. Absolutely. You know, as the economy changes, life it presents new challenges, and it's up to each and every one of us to adapt to these new challenges in a changing economy. Uh, things go in and out of fashion. Things go in and out of supply. Scarcity changes, operation changes. Um, but we always have to adapt. You know, we have to be willing to learn and change and meet the world halfway because the world is not going to just come to us. All right, we got uh, Frank. Frank, line 10, long time call. You call every week, Frank. How's it going? It's going good, Doc. How about you? Going pretty good. Doc, I uh, I recently became a SoundCloud rapper. Okay. I just dropped my first album. It's called Hometown and the Homies. Oh, that's good. I just was that's curious. Very good. It's quite good. You should. That's check a it good out. name. Uh, What's your rap name? What's your pseudonym? Uh, DJ Frankie. DJ Frankie, but you rap. I rap. I don't. You're think... an MC, but you call yourself DJ. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, 
My question is just, how do you go about promoting yourself? Mm. How do you get your name out there? Um, well, I hired a publicist. They're very good. They put, they put your name out there. They'll get uh, they'll get articles written about you. They'll talk to bloggers, get bloggers to talk about you. If you're a rapper on SoundCloud, that seems real ripe for the picking. A lot of people things to write about there. What sort of things do you rap about on your SoundCloud? Uh, living on the farm, but also wanting to you know go smoke a fool. Oh, okay. Living on a farm, but smoke a fool. Right. Okay, you I know, understand so, the first part. Mm-hmm. What's the second part of that mean? Uh, well, if somebody is talking about you behind your back. Talking saying, about you, that's good. Especially if you want to gain notoriety. You want people to be talking about you. Right. But they say inappropriate things that make me upset and hurt my feelings. Okay. So Now, I, what sort of things are people saying that hurt your feelings? It sounds like maybe this is the real issue. Well, they'd be saying that my rapping's bad. Okay. That I sound like a country bumpkin. A country bump. Well, that doesn't mean those two things are not uh, mutually exclusive. You could be a country bumpkin that's quite good at rapping. I, I could. could you, I, I am. I am. Thank would you, you be willing to share some of your some of your rhymes with me on the air? Let the let the whole world hear you. Want more people to hear you? This is great. This is a great opportunity. This is an internationally available show. Lots of people listen to it. You know, how about you show the I, world? I'll, get you, I'll give you a, a, a sample. Sounds good. Uh, so this is my track, uh, Don't Step to Me. Okay. Uh, just a little sample of it. Uh, I be living on the farm. I'm going to do you some harm. Come around messing with my cocks. You're going to catch my glocks. That's quite good. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciated the, uh, all the rhymes. That is a key part of my. That's a of key my part style. of rapping. Yes, I understand that this is a that's a, a vital part of the rap lyrics. Yes, that is, is my the, understanding as the well. Rhyming, yes. very good job, very good job, and so, it did communicate exactly what you said. You live on a farm. That is right. That's step one. And uh, you uh, retaliate with violence. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So this seems very effective. I think. You have a bright future. Thank you. I think you got nothing to worry about. I think millions of people are going to hear this rap today and go look you up. Say your rap name again. Uh, DJ Frankie. DJ Frankie. Everybody, I want all my listeners out there to go look up DJ Frankie on SoundCloud. Yep. You're going to see a big bump. And then I'm telling you, hire a publicist. They take care of all these things. They'll get articles written about you. They'll get people to review you. It's all going to be positive, right? Well, I mean, some of it will be positive, some of it will be negative. The negative's not bad, though. That all helps your notoriety, especially if you retaliate with violence. If you retaliate with violence, get yourself arrested. That'll get more stories written about you, more people talking about you. So I need right? to be arrested more often? Yeah, whatever it takes. You know, try not to go to prison for your whole life. Okay. But if you go to prison for like a year, two years, you'll come out, sell records like hotcakes. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard of they, people like when the rappers are hard, mm. serve hard time. Yeah, exactly. It gives you, uh, um, it gives you sort of like uh, municipal throughway credentials, if you will. All right, Doc. I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go get myself arrested. All right, sounds good. Thank, thank you, th- thank, thank you, you so much, Frank. And I look forward to hearing you call again next time. 
the music game is a tough game. Showbiz is uh, one hell of a record. Um, but, you know, and I have respect for anybody that makes a go of it in showbiz because most people, they try and they just fail. All right, let's see. We got Sam here on line four. Sam. Hello. Oh, hello, Sam. Hi. Uh, I, uh, I want to I wanna go to college. Okay. That's good. College is very good. I, what do you think you want to study in college? I think I want to be a detective. Oh, fantastic. How old are you? I'm six years old. You're six years old, Samuel. Oh, that's adorable. You listen to this show? Um, so when my mom isn't home. When your mom's not home, you listen? Yeah, she doesn't oh. want me listening. Right, because we cover adult subject matter? Yeah, she says you say naughty things. Oh, uh, well, you know, I don't think anything I say is naughty. It's all good, wholesome advice. Okay. But sometimes, you know, people have adult subjects that they need advice on. And it might be hard for a six-year-old to understand. Like doo-doo things? Like doo-doo things, like wee-wee things, mm. uh, cha-cha things, uh, things having to I do... Don't... Yeah? I I have a question about cha-cha things. Okay, please, lay it on me. What are cha-cha things? Uh, well, a cha-cha is sort of a cutesy, childlike word I use for vagina. Oh, what's that? Okay, well, a vagina is the genitals of a woman. You see how, you know, look look down into your trousers, okay? Um, look, open up the front of your trousers and look down at them. Dad, and you'll see a little wee-wee, Dad, right? You got this little thing uh, hanging off your body. That's called a penis. I'm scared. Now, girls, they don't have that. If you were to, is there a girl around? Do you have a sister? Yeah. Okay, go up to her, pull her trousers Rachel. out. Rachel! <laughs> Rachel! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old is your sister? Who, oh, who, oh. who is this? Is this Rachel? Yes, this how, is Rachel. Uh, hi, how old are you? I'm 14. Okay, maybe this is a bad idea then. Um, t- t- tell Samuel I, I said never mind. What's a bad mind. idea? Tell Samuel what I are you talking mind. to my brother for? Well, he asked me what, what about Who vaginas. are you? He asked me. My name is Dr. Robinson. Dr. Robinson? Oh, is there a problem with 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 David? No, 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 no. This is a call-in radio advice show. And uh, oh wait, no, you were talking to Sam. Yeah, your Hold little on. brother Samuel called in. Was he talking about me or David? Well, he was actually it was very adorable. He told me he wants to go to college one day, and then oh. he started asking me about genitals. Oh. Okay, I know what this is about. His father has this joke about female body inspectors. Mm. Oh. So he thought he'd want to be in the FBI and be a detective and oh, all this well, horse yeah. shit. So it may, that makes a lot of sense to be I, a female body inspector with I mean, the FBI. That's I really a very don't good think, career path. I don't know. He's not a bright child. He's... You know, he's been having trouble in school. He's he's just not going to mm. make it to college. Oh, you don't think so? We kind, are not. He's only six. What kind of trouble could he possibly be We are not saving for his tuition. It's oh. not in his cards, no. Mm. There's scholarships available. Uh, what kind of grades does, does this little Samuel get in school, he, huh? Honestly, he doesn't. They haven't even bothered to fill out a report card. He won't do any work. There's nothing to grade. It's not even a zero. A zero. It's a. It's an NA. 
an A. Yeah, so technically he's getting A's, but he's also getting N's. Getting an N with the A. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a college likes that. No. But he's only six. He could turn it around, right? But how? I don't... I don't understand how. You know, you're right. I think you're right. When a six-year-old is struggling, it's best to just give up on them entirely. It's horrible. Yes. We've been thinking about taking them out to the woods. Uh Uh-huh. And just leaving them there. Oh. Um... Can I make a recommendation? Please. If you're going to leave a child in the woods, yes. give him a knife. I don't know, because he, he, no, gets, give, he has these temper knife. tantrums, and if he knows what's happening, at well, the last minute, I, I swear to God, he'll slash me. I got an idea. I know exactly what to do. Okay. Take him to the woods when he's sleeping. Okay. Lay him gently in a pile of leaves, and just put a knife next to him. And then walk away. I no that I don't know. That seems kind of dangerous. No, it's perfect because if he you know, might wake up and roll over on the knife. And I mean, believe me, I want him dead, but that's that's not the right way to go. Tie a string to the knife. Tie it from a branch so it's hanging down, oh. so he can't roll onto it. And that way, when he wakes up, he can grab the knife out of the tree and fend for himself. Otherwise, he's gonna get eaten. He's gonna get eaten alive out there. He needs the knife. Needs it. Any boy in the woods alone, fending on the fending for themselves, needs a knife. Are you a doctor or an engineer? I'm a doctor. That was a very clever contraption that you put together. What with the knife, with the string? Yeah, with the string, and I never would have thought of that. Well, I've uh, I've taken a few kids to the woods. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. Any what like Yosemite? Maybe the uh, Yosemite. No, I don't yeah, go any, that far. Any woods, not the, like far. the Olympic Forest. Or? No, I live in the Garden State. There's woods all over the place. Oh, okay. Just whatever's accessible. There's mm-hmm. no. Yeah. The, Even if it's real small, like just it's like, one of those little patches of woods just between two highways. Yeah, like behind a Target. <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly. Okay. Where it's not really woods so much as it's like four trees behind a dumpster. Sure. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, and he's so dumb. He's there's no way he's finding his way out of that. Well, a little whether kid or like not, that, he has they, a knife. A little kid like that, they wake up, see a tree, and they're like, "Wilderness." And they'll start climbing. Yeah. If anything, he'll just get trapped in the tree. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he can live on birds. Live on birds. Yeah, he can, uh, and that's with the knife. That's he needs the knife. This is inspiring. Mm. I think, you know, mom and dad have been fighting a lot lately, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. David and Sam haven't been getting along, but I think this is going to turn everything around. Mm. I think, and who knows, maybe he'll make it. And maybe we'll see him years from now. Uh, If you give him a knife, he'll make it. Okay, I gotta go. All right. Bye. Now, see, uh, a lot of people, they don't prepare themselves for the wilderness. And that's uh, it's a crucial part. If you're going to go to the woods, if you're going to go camping, you got to bring supplies. If you don't bring supplies, you're going to end up like that idiot in that uh, that Sean Penn movie who dies in a van from eating berries or whatever the fuck. Uh, you don't want to do that. So you got to bring out, uh, bring a knife, bring a fire, bring something. You got to bring supplies if you're going to go out to the woods. All right. Here we go. We got Roger. Line six. Roger. Hey there, what you do? Hey. Hey there, Doc. Um, it's Roger Williams. Um, I work in children's entertainment. Okay. 
Uh, specifically, I'm the puppeteer behind uh, Flappy the Walrus. Oh my God, Flappy! You That's know, fantastic. You know Flappy? I am familiar with Flappy the Walrus. Yes, my grandchildren, they love that program. <sighs> I'm getting a little worried about Flappy. I think he's been seeing other puppeteers behind my back. Oh. I was wondering if you could give me some advice of confronting him about it. Well, um, from my experience, uh, a puppet will never reveal to you if another man's hand has penetrated its orifice. <sighs> I know, it's hard to hear. I know it's hard to hear, but you need to hear this. Okay? You need I to thought be strong. I was the first hand, and the only hand. It, you might be, but you might not be. <sighs> there is an easy way to find out. There's an easy way to find out what you need to do. Is kill Take, Flappy? No. God, no. No matter what, you never kill a puppet. I love him. What kind of puppeteer? Exactly. He brings so much joy to the children. When you're done with a puppet, you set it free. Yes. You don't kill it, ever. You might dye it, make it a different color, change its nose out. Flappy's always been purple. He'll Flappy's stay purple. Course, but here's what you do. Okay. Fill the inside of the puppet with ink. Like a bright colored ink. And then look around at other people. See if their hands are covered in ink. And then you'll know not only whether or not someone had their hand in your puppet, but who. <sighs> Bet it was George. George. My twin brother. Oh, my. You have a twin brother. Does he also work on this uh, television program? Yeah, he has a rival program. Um, oh. J- Jimmy the Obese Platypus. Oh, I'm familiar with Jimmy the J- Obese Platypus. Ha- that program's garbage. Well, I have two grandchildren. One, you know, they, each of them have the one is their favorite. It's a bit of a feud in my family about these two television programs. Which, so your favorite grandchild is the one with Flappy, of course. I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite grandchild, especially not on the air. Do your grandchildren? I will say that I think Flappy's a superior program. He's got the best theme song. He reaches out to kids. He teaches them science. It is a better theme. There's one thing about it though that that I think is not as good as the other program. It's the music. The theme song's better, but the music throughout the show. It's just you. You don't like how Flappy is just beatbox his own music throughout the show. I don't like it at all. That was his idea. It doesn't. We went with it. Really? Yeah. Flappy I feel and I like are a it, team. It halts the story. So when he's just walking down the street, like yeah, he's he making kid. these noises. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. He's teaching him how to cross the street, and he's got music to help him do that. I suppose. I suppose. But he can't sing any lyrics. Kids, they attach to lyrics and songs. They hear lyrics, and then they remember the message. They remember. What they're supposed to learn. What they're supposed to gather. So you think Flappy should, like, have some lyrics? Yeah, maybe. And then Maybe you, record the beatboxing ahead of time. Do you think that Flappy's need for lyrics has led him to seek out other puppeteers? It's possible. I mean, without knowing who the other puppeteers are, we really George. don't know. Well, if it's George... And we all know that George uses lyrics. He does. That bastard. So it could be. It could be George. But there's only one way to find out. You gotta get the ink. Get put the, the ink. ink in the puppet. Look for hands. 
Don't let people use the bathroom. Stand outside the bathroom. Okay. So that way, when anybody goes in to wash the ink off their hands, you'll see their hand. Should I tell Flappy about the ink or surprise him? Hell no. Think he'll know? Of course. You're, putting, you're filling him with ink. I fill him with lots of things, and he never knows. He knows all of them. He knows. Even like that, I said, puppets, they don't tell you everything. Even that one They're time. very it, private, manipulative creatures. Oh, man. That's a lot to think about, Doc. So fill it with ink. Find out who's doing this to your puppet. Maybe add some. Find out what your puppet's getting from this person. Don't mm. don't confront this with hostility. It's not about it it being an insult to you. Mm-hmm. It's that something is lacking. There's a void that your puppet's filling, right? Quite literally, in fact. Of course. And so find out what that void is, and then you be the one to fill it. I'll be the one to fill my you puppet. You be the one to fill the void in your puppet, which is how it's meant to be. And if that's with making lyrics, I think Flappy and I could compromise. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good talking to you. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Doc. Thank appreciate you. It. Thank you for calling. Really appreciate it. Wow. Jealousy is, is a very natural human emotion. Um, we all feel jealousy in life. You know, we want to possess things, but we cannot possess beings. We cannot possess each other. We have to give each other freedom. And whenever we feel like the people in our lives are being disloyal to us or violating the sanctity of our relationships, we need to look at the relationships themselves, not the other person as an enemy or a friend, but rather just another person with needs and wants, and their own role in the relationship. So, yeah, try to make healthy choices and try to be respectful of one another out there. All right, let's see. We got Sarah, line six. Sarah. Hey. Hello. Um, so I'm, I'm facing a little bit of an ethical dilemma. Okay. I'm a, I'm a DEA agent, right? Fantastic. And I've been sitting, I've been sitting in a van, um, Outside uh-huh. of that guy's house, that guy that called earlier, that's selling the mushrooms out of his mom's basement. I mean, well, allegedly. I've of been, course. I've been sitting out there for like a week, week and a half now, scoping him out. Yeah. Um, and heard that call, uh, and I just, I really, I really would like to go inside and have some pizza rolls, and I just don't. Is that okay? Wow. Quite a question. Yeah. Um... It does seem like if you were to go inside and eat pizza rolls, you'd be violating your contract with mm-hmm. the DEA. It does. I can't imagine that part of your job description is eating pizza rolls inside people you, the houses of those you're investigating. Well, unless I'm, I'm, if I'm doing an undercover mission, it's a little bit different. But oh, um, yeah. Well, are you wearing a uniform? Or are you plain clothes? I have on a T-shirt that says uh, "Drugs are bad, man." So uh, you tell me. Drugs are bad, man. Comma, man, exclamation hmm. mark. And then inside of the drugs, there's a little, like, small circle that says DEA. Oh. Um, but it's really small. Uh, what if you just crossed out the word bad mm-hmm. and wrote good? Okay. On the shirt. Yeah. But then it looks like you're a drug user, a normal everyday drug user who's wearing a shirt that declares that you believe drugs to be good. Yeah. And I just... 
I don't want to bust him. I would feel bad. He's he you don't sounds so him. he's having a sad life. Well, when he goes to sell outside of that store, yeah, you could bust him very easily. I could. All you have to do is be someone who's going into the store, and he'll probably try to sell you the. But here's the thing: if you go play the video games and eat the pizza rolls, mm-hmm. he's gonna think you're his friend. Mm-hmm. So when he sees you outside the store, he's gonna. Just think you're his friend. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Oh, hey, friend," and right. then and then you can't. God. Yeah, then I really can't. That'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it doesn't sound like his operation amounts to much. It doesn't. But I guess now um, in the day of uh, legalization, you slim, know, it's, it's pretty slim pickings for the DEA. Really, it's really the shrooms that they're cracking down oh, on. Oh, it's the shrooms. Um, and anybody that lives in their mom's basement, the DEA is like very against people living in their mom's basement. We're <laughs> of trying course. to put a hard stop to that. Of course. So that's, I think that's the primary reason behind the sting. I know it's, but you don't want this guy to go away. I. You don't want him to go to prison. I don't know. I just really want a fresh, homemade, fresh out of the microwave pizza roll. Oh. Well. And I don't want to have to tell my boss. You don't want to have to tell your boss. Yeah. How about you knock on this fella's door? Mm-hmm. The basement or the main house door? The basement. Okay. You go in, you ask this gentleman for some pizza rolls. Uh-huh. Then, you ask him about the shrooms. Mm-hmm. You sound like a lovely young woman. Well, thank you. This man would probably be very excited that you're knocking on his door at all. He would probably give you all the shrooms. Take the shrooms, eat them. Oh. Then they don't exist. They don't exist anymore. Um. There's no evidence. You can't... Bust a guy if there's nothing there. So go in there, right. eat the pizza rolls, and eat the shrooms. Two birds. I mean, I guess two stones, but still. Yeah, one I, visit. I think I would be more than two stones. I think I would be like a goner. I don't understand. I would be beyond Because the pizza rolls would give you stoned. so much indigestion? Well, yeah, that, and then the, however many mushrooms on top of that. I just uh-huh. assume I would be... You know, one bird, eight stones. I would just be oh, dead. Oh, mushrooms are fine. Oh, okay. Well, I They're don't know great. that much about drugs. They're I just, really great. I just work for the uh, anti- you'll, you'll love them. You'll okay. love them. And you'll, you'll play. It'll be the perfect place. You'll be eating the mushrooms. Yeah. You'll have these pizza rolls there. You'll be yeah. playing the Sega Genesis. Yeah. You're going to have a great time. Oh, that You're going to have a great time. And then like you just tell the DA, you go, this guy's nothing. Okay. There's no shrooms. Yeah. Oh, and um, and while I have you here, I did get uh-huh. a call from my boss earlier. He's also oh. listening to the show, and he oh. he asked if I would politely ask you to stop uh, exposing <clears throat> government secrets on the air. The whole T Rex operation thing that was very undercover. Oh, um, it's not you know we're not supposed to know, um, and we've been pissing down a lot of people's backs lately, and it's been working really well for us. And mm-hmm. I you know this is a high volume show, and so that so you guys do that too. Yeah, I thought it was just the military. uh, All the government, the whole government, all of us. Okay. Our primary focus is in the military, but I mean, I I would be lying if I said I hadn't. So all government employees. Yeah. Even school teachers. Oh yeah, the school teachers do it the most. Incredible. I would say. Okay. A lot of school teachers are four and five star generals as well. You'd be surprised. I did not know that. Yeah. And they're pissing down people's oh, backs. Should not have Hopefully said that. Hopefully not this. Should not have said that. Four and I, five star generals. It makes sense. No, but I'm not supposed to be saying those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not supposed to be telling you that uh, the president's been walking around. You know, doing what? 
he's been walking what? what well he's been what? pissing and shitting himself for just years and we've had to make up an excuse i think everyone knows that okay all right. i'm pretty sure everybody already knows that he walks around pissing and shitting himself all day and wearing diapers well i just wouldn't want to be the first one to say it but if know. i'm not the first one then you know no, no. Everybody nobody's, knows nobody's that pissing on my back. Everybody knows that he wears diapers and pisses and shits himself okay. everywhere he goes. That's better. not even a secret, really. Okay. So don't worry about All it. All right. I mean, we but are yeah. going to have to make some changes. You probably won't see as many T Rexes running around. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Well, you know, maybe don't talk about the government secrets on your show. Then you. Wait, I was it. saying that I was calling these men heroes. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. It's treason, regardless. It's I mean, treason? I'm not going to report it. Okay. I'm, but. Well, I certainly don't want to be arrested for treason. No, no, no. You're good. I'm calling from a VPN. You're fine. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Uh huh. I really appreciate it. All right. I'm about to get blitzed, baby. All right. Enjoy those pizza rolls. You know, a job is that. It's just a job. And when a job gets in the way of life, I say choose life. Because uh, it's never worth your joy, your sense of self, your sense of happiness to just serve your job. So make yourself happy. Put yourself first. All right, we got Rick. Line four, Rick. How's it going? Doing well. Um, I was listening before, and I think uh-huh. you missed something. You, you talk to that first guy, yeah. Ed, and you're telling him to basically order a hooker. Right. Then you talk to the guy, Mike, uh-huh. who's living in his mom's basement. Mm-hmm. He has a perfect opportunity, a perfect business opportunity okay. in this great economy uh-huh. to undercut the government okay. and not have to get out of the house. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> we have all the technology. This is a $6 million man on, a, on steroids, if you will. All he needs to do is set up a Facebook and a Twitter account. Uh-huh. And he sells his pizza rolls with sides. Uh-huh. Using Uber Eats or Grubhub to deliver. Of course. So he doesn't have he's not carrying anything. He's not carrying it. And the beauty to it is he's going to get the money clean. That is true. He doesn't even have to bother to launder it. It's all coming from Postmates. So he doesn't whatever. so he doesn't have to talk to the guy in the suits. Those bastards will kill you. Why do you think cocaine was so expensive in the 80s? It's cuz the laundering costs were so high. Oh, I That's see. That's why you know, think about it. Yeah. If the Medellin cartel could do this legally. Okay. Would they have to write off a plane every, you know, they, if FedEx said to you, hey, there's a one in 20 chance your package ain't going to make it because, hell, a plane's going to get blown out of the sky. Right. Would you use FedEx? No, no. of course not. But You got a point. You got a great point. You a, make a, a good lo- point. A lot of cocaine? Fact, and it's fact, just a cost uh, of doing business. He doesn't even need to sell the drugs at all. He no, can he, just sell the pizza rolls at an inflated price, and if the drugs go free with the pizza rolls, and then he's not selling drugs, he's giving away drugs. That's a much lesser crime. It's like Jack Daniels. If you ever go to Lionel Lynchburg, it's the only place you can buy Jack Daniels in the state of Tennessee without a tax stamp on it. Because you uh-huh. don't buy Jack Daniels at the Jack Daniels Distillery. You buy a bottle, yeah. and they give you the brown stuff 
for free in a dry county. You Interesting. Mean, is that correct? Is that really what they do? And like at the I don't make this shit up, huh? But I mean, they're still exchanging tangible personal property in a particular volume of uh, I don't know what you could call liquor. <laughs> no, they're giving you the liquor. They're just selling you a bottle. It just happens to have liquor. So they're in. selling something with no tax stamp on it. Uh, that's something I really want to think about more off the air. Uh, I really appreciate. I really appreciate this. Call. I just thought you missed. It, you missed an right. obvious connection. You know, you're right, I, and I apologize, and I really appreciate it when callers call in to give advice to other callers that I failed to give them. That's uh, it's very appreciated, and uh, you know, I I love each and every one of you listeners, and I love your continued participation in the show, and how you're such a supportive community. You support each other, and I really think it's beautiful. All right, let's see. Hey, we got Jeff. Hello, Jeff. You're on the air. Well, hi there. Hey. Uh, just to clear, th- I'm not Jeff. I'm just borrowing his phone. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Flappy. I want to. Oh. Give- you recognize you're the, the puppet? Old- yes. I uh, I just wanted to clear the air, give my perspective on uh, my concerns about Robert. Okay. So you suggested filling me with ink. Well, it's just a test. It's just a test. I know. Look, Flappy. Uh, with all due respect, you're a puppet. You're a shifty lot. Wow. Uh, you will always lie to your puppeteers. I do not trust a puppet to tell the truth about who has and has not been utilizing the puppet, okay, so well, to speak. It is 2020. It is 2020. I can be an independent puppet, and whoever I want to be filled with, I can be filled with. <sighs> Look, maybe I'm old-fashioned, okay? But in, in my day, a puppeteer and a puppet bond was a sacred thing. And for another person to insert their hand into a puppet of another puppeteer, it's a severe violation. Let, let me ask you something. Okay. Have you ever had a hand filled inside of you? Yes. And you did you enjoy it? Yes. Why would you not want that with multiple partners? Because I allow one puppeteer to put their hand inside my body. And I'm committed to that puppeteer. And only upon their death will I allow another puppeteer of their choosing to insert their hand into me and then, you know, act as though they're controlling me and me act as a puppet. I can respect your views. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel that I should be respected in my desire to have as many people filling my insides as I like. You know, this is a, I know this is a common trend nowadays. Uh, this, I don't need to commit. I don't need to commit. I don't need to uh, just have one. I can, I can spread it around. I have enough love for everybody. This is what the young people think. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't work. Okay. It doesn't work. What's going to happen is someone else is going to put their hand inside you and you're going to like it. Yeah, that is what I've been saying. Right. And you, pretty soon you're going to look at your old puppeteer, the puppeteer that you've made commitments to, and you're going to think, that's not exciting. I mean, you talk, that's not new. You talk to him. He would not do lyrics. That was not an exciting man. He's, he's going to try lyrics. He said he's going to try lyrics. You heard him. He's been saying that for five years. Now listen. He loves you very much and he's worried. 
He's worried about you, he's worried about him, and he's worried about the bond that you share. And it is a sacred bond. I'm always going to have a special place for him. But he, I need, I have, I have certain needs that need to be met. See, that's what people tell themselves, and then they think the person I'm with, the, my current puppeteer, cannot possibly meet my needs. So they go look elsewhere. It doesn't work. You will never be completely satisfied with one puppeteer, and then you're going to continue to get older. You're going to continue to fray. Your color will fade. And then what you'll find is there's no puppeteers that want to put their hands inside you. But if you stick with the puppeteer that you committed to, they will stay with you even after you fade and even after you fray. That sounds like that's 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 deep. I I give him a chance. I think I will. Give him a chance and let your needs be known. If your needs are not being met, you don't need to go putting yourself on the hands of who knows who or getting involved in these personal entanglements between him and his brother. You don't need to do that. And I'm not saying that that's who it is, but you don't need to do that. Just make your needs heard. Tell him what you need. Thank you, Doc. I think I'm going to give that a try. All right. Relationships are complicated. We all have needs that need to be met. And it's our responsibility to voice those needs. Uh, No one can read anybody else's mind. We're not telepathic. So you got to... You got to ask your questions. You got to make your needs known. All right. All right. We got another caller here on line six. Hello, you're on the air. Client call from St. Louis County Jail on behalf oh. of uh, Eric Man. Do you accept charges? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. We accept charges. He, Doc, man. Hey, Eric. It's been a real crazy couple of fucking hours, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, man, I'm glad I could make a call. Thanks for accepting the charges, man. Of course, no problem. So, man, it's been tough, dude. Okay. So, I was at home. I was making some plans. I was noshing on some pizza rolls. Delicious. And I was going to go, like, I'm making plans to go to the store, man. And I was going to stand outside and sell some stuff. Right, just like we talked about. Yeah, and then the craziest thing happened, man. There was a knock at the back door. And this really cute girl wearing wearing a shirt saying that drugs are good, man. Drugs are good. That's a good. She she wanted some pizza rolls, man. Beautiful. Yeah, dude. But then, oh, man. So we're eating some pizza rolls, and she tried to tell me that that maybe mushrooms are kind of bad. And then she ate all my mushrooms, man. She said they're bad, and then ate them all. Yeah, man. She said I shouldn't be selling mushrooms, man. So she she ate them all, oh, man. Wow. What's well, kind of heroic act? But then it gets worse, man. What? Some other dude came in and was <gasps> saying that it was her boss or something. Oh. And started yelling at her, saying, like, she shouldn't call radio shows and let out secrets. Oh, and, something and she just about ate all those T-Rex and stuff. Yeah, man. And she was tripping balls, Oh, boy. Man. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds a little rough. Yeah, man. So, like, I totally got arrested by this dude who, like, 
totally smashed up my Sega Genesis, which I was like totally on level seven of Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was like really important to me, man. And I, I like got arrested, man, and now I'm in jail, dude. They got you on the drug charges. Yeah, man. They can't prove and anything. They can't prove anything. Well, All they, those mushrooms are in his stomach. Yeah, but they don't like, say said a I was, fucking word to those cops. You don't talk. You hear me? You say, all you say to them is lawyer. That's all you say. Lawyer. They ask you a question, you say lawyer. Lawyer. You say lawyer. Lawyer. Can I go home? Lawyer. Can I go home? Oh, I those, say can I yes, go home? These are the two things you say. You say lawyer, okay. am I free to leave? Lawyer, am I free to leave? That's lawyer, the only two things that you should ever say to a police officer are lawyer and am I free to leave. First, you say am I free to leave. If they say no, you say lawyer. Okay. If they say am yes, I free to leave. leave. Then if if they say yes, I should still ask for a lawyer. Or should I just get no? The just hell leave. Out? Just get the hell out of there. Okay. But if they say no, you say lawyer, and then that's all you say. Am I free to leave? Lawyer. These are the only things anyone should ever say to a police officer. All right. Well, I, okay. But they also, they got me for um, selling pizza rolls without a food permit. Oh. Oh, wait. You st- oh, right, because you, you sold the pizza rolls to this woman who knocked on your door? Well, she said it would be smarter if I sold her the pizza rolls and let her have the shrooms for free. Man. Oh, it is She smarter. was really pretty, too, right. so I just did whatever she said. But you man. didn't collect tax on the pizza rolls. No, I mean... Taxes? Yes, you have to collect sales tax on all on all transactions. Oh man! So oh no, there. Yeah, you're gonna. Sorry, you're gonna have to go to jail for that. Oh man! Um, I tell you what, though, in jail, uh, grab something. Okay. I don't know if you were listening, to, been listening to the show, but earlier I gave advice about leaving a child in the woods. Being I think in I prison, heard that one. being in prison is very similar. You're gonna need to find an object and rub it against the floor until it gets real sharp, and then keep it with you at all times. Okay, just in case. Am I selling that to the lawyer? I'm no. Oh, I use that as like the, in the knife. Yes, I think they, is that a shank at that point. Yes. All right. It is man. a shake. Doc, you're a lifesaver, man. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy one, jail. One last question before yes. I go, man. Okay. Like, what is your doctorate in? Are you a lawyer? I am not a lawyer. Uh, my doctorate is actually, it's in um, uh, packaging. Like, uh, I went to school and studied the uh, styrofoam they put in boxes for shipping things. That's what I got my doctorate in. That would have really helped when I was selling the pizza rolls if they yeah. were packaged. Doc, I'm going to listen more, uh-huh. man. I'm calling good. in more often. Thanks, Fantastic. man. Good, Thank good hearing from you, Eric. Good luck out there. I'll see you in five to ten, okay. man. Yeah, good. Yeah, prison's tough. Uh, you got to pay your taxes. You got to pay your taxes. It's just a basic obligation in society. Uh, the government supplies you with services like uh, putting soldiers on the subway wearing T-Rex costumes. And, you know, that's not free. It costs money. The subway ticket costs money. The T-Rex costume costs money. Those little ribbons they put on their chest, all that costs money. Uh, those little ribbons are made of silk. Silk's an expensive fabric. All right. We got another caller here on Line 8. Line 8. These callers, callers on Line 8 have always been waiting a long time. So uh, thank you for waiting. 
Yeah, Good. hey, 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 Hello. hey, hey. Hi, my name's Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Hi. <laughs> so excited to be here. Okay, hey, good to hear from Yeah, of course. So here's my dilemma. Okay. Really simple dilemma. Uh-huh. Uh, I live on a, a on a cul-de-sac in okay. a nice, very nice suburban Chicago little neighborhood. Mm. Very quaint, very cute. Uh, my husband wants to get a garage refrigerator, and what I'm afraid of is that I'll just become like every other suburban housewife, just constantly worried about filling the second refrigerator with soda pops and San Pellegrinos, frozen pizzas. I'm very afraid that that is going to become my purpose in life. Help. Listen, it's not, it's an unfounded fear. It's an unfounded fear. Don't worry about it. All right, listen. Here's, here's, I got a second fridge in you my do. garage. Yes, I do. It hasn't changed you. It has changed me. Wow. For the better. Because oh. you know what I do now? I buy in bulk. I don't have to worry about filling that second fridge. Tell, let me tell you. That second fridge fills itself. And you know what? You know what? Kathy always talks about Sam's Club. Sam's Club's a good one. Costco's and even Jen, better. And Jen is a big Costco fan. Costco's even better than Sam's Club. And you know what? I, I, I think I've just always kind of built up this fear that if I browse the stock aisles of Costco and Sam's Club long enough, of course. I will again just become like every other suburban housewife, oh. always looking at you know more baby powder, more... Uh, you know, orange chicken in bulk. That's true. You'll fill more than that fridge. You're going to end up filling your pantry. It's frustrating. You're going to end up filling your linen closet. With- you end up filling the cabinets underneath the sink in your bathrooms. Because you'll be buying toilet paper in bulk. You'll be buying hand soap in bulk. You'll be buying shampoo in bulk. Uh, oil for your car in bulk. House paint. You'll be buying in bulk. You'll, your house will be full of 20 versions of whatever product you buy. I'm of I'm of the, the the train of thought that the more you have, the more you want, you know. Mm, and, and, and I don't want to keep Doug, my sweet Doug, always thinking that he he needs more. That's true. You know, I like That's to keep him right on the edge. Very insightful thought. Very insightful thought. Yep. Tell you what, I'm going to 180. Great. I'm 180. Don't get the second fridge for your garage. Interesting. In fact, get rid of the fridge in your kitchen. No fridge at all. Get rid of it. Because think about it. What's, what happens now? I have to put everything on you the back to, porch. And I mean, it's cold all, all the time where right, I'm you, from, but you know. You put things in the fridge, right? Of course. You have to buy Milk, things to eggs, put in the fridge. Correct. You want things to put in the fridge? Correct. You just said you don't want to want I, I things. Don't, I don't want to want for anything except Get love, rid of the fridge. You know. Get rid of the fridge. Get rid of the cabinets. Genius. Get rid of the pantry. Get rid of all storage places in your home. Do you know a general contractor I could call? To come out and uh, unplug are you everything. In New Jersey? No, I'm outside Chicago. Outside Chicago? Mm-hmm. I know one guy outside Chicago. Wow. What are he the odds? Specifically uh, gets rid of storage spaces in people's homes. This is liberating. Thank you mm-hmm. so much, his Doctor. Name's, uh, his name is John Beaglesman. Can I get the address, please? Uh, or like a phone number, email address, any way I can contact him. Yeah, it's just uh, it's John Beaglesman at gmail.com. Very simple. Mm, very simple. He's a general contractor. He'll come fill all your closets with concrete. Uh, get rid of your fridge. 
And don't worry, he's not going to give that fridge or sell that fridge to anyone else. He will destroy that refrigerator. I I feel he's like throw to the lake. Like weights have just been lifted off my shoulder. Good. I feel alleviated of all the stress of Fantastic. womanhood. It's almost like I need to go out and tell everyone on Facebook in my my 50 AF group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. got to tell them all to fill their closets with concrete. Well, now, now I want to be very clear. Sure. What uh, what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander. Okay, you stated particular right. feelings, you know, about your relationship, about your home. Mm-hmm. Right? Not everybody might share those feelings. You're Some right. people, maybe they should have a fridge. Maybe they should have two. Maybe they should have three. You're right. Like I said, I have two fridges. I have no intention of getting rid of my garage fridge when I hang up the phone. But I do. You do. You should. I you need, should get I rid need of to get all, rid all storage spaces. Clean it out. Mm-hmm. Really go and, Marie Kondo on my fact, whole house. I want you to soap all your pockets. Soap my pockets. Soap all the pockets on all your clothes. Wow. This is so enlightening. Give yourself no, no place to put anything. You are the new condo. You really are. You're the new Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Do you know Marie Kondo? I do. She's a fraud. I mean, I, 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 I can see. Well, she went on TV and told everybody to get rid of all their products and then launched a product line. <laughs> so I kind of feel like maybe that's a fraud. I mean, like it's everyone's like got to do it. Hey, throw away all this stuff. Hey, you miss that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> now that you talk about it, I think I might miss miss my fridge. But I think there's always a way around it. And I, no, think, I think you should get the, rid of it. The philosophy is, is clear. <clears throat> That's right. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank You're you. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. You know, uh, some people need to simplify. Some people need to make their life more complicated. We're not all the same person. Uh, you give different advice to different people because people lead different lives. And I think that's okay. I think that's healthy. Uh, you know, so let's see what this person needs because they're a different person than before, maybe, or possibly they're the same person again. <laughs> so call uh, line six. You're on the air. Hey, Doc. Um, it's Dr. Rabinowitz. Okay, uh, hello, fellow doctor. Yes, I'm a nuclear physicist from uh, Cambridge University. Okay. Mm. And uh, we've, been, we've been working on uh, the structure of quartz for quite some time. And okay. We're, we're actually looking into pa- packing efficiency of it, and I was just oh. listening to your show. I heard you have a PhD in packaging. I do have a PhD in packaging. <laughs> so I was wondering if you could help us out in our research to really look at the packaging efficiency of the quartz molecule. Uh, okay. <laughs> we've, we've hypothesized that... What a, sort of problem are you having? We hypothesized that it was a cubic-centered cubic, centered cubic uh, mm-hmm. mechanism in which uh, molecules ta- attach on top of each other, mm-hmm. but the computer model doesn't line up with what we see under the microscope. Of course not. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. You can only really look at quartz underneath a microscope. Uh, you can't... Uh, it will never be properly represented digitally. It's just a basic limitation of computers. Uh, it's because, and, and let me tell you why. There's a bit of a history of this. Okay, interesting. Okay, so what happened was uh, they used to put quartz in watches. Do you remember this? Back in the 1800s. Back in the 18. That's right. And uh, the quartz was used as an integral part of the watch. A watch could not function without the quartz. Just like Alec right. Alexander Graham Bell designed it. Mm-hmm. And then computers came around. 
all of a sudden, what do we have now? We have computer-driven watches, right? Yeah. Quartz is jealous. Quartz is jealous of the fact that computers have taken over its role in society and it refuses to be properly rendered on a computer screen. Quartz is jealous of silicon? Quartz is jealous of silicon. Fascinating. And so it won't cooperate with silicon and you can only look at quartz underneath a microscope. You'll never, ever be able to represent quartz on a computer screen no matter how you try. Because it's jealous. It's too jealous. Is this true of other, like, gems we study in chemistry as well? Like, um, zirconium? Zirconium? Well, uh, if it was ever used in a device that's been replaced by computers, then it won't be able to be represented digitally. That is true. Fascinating. So, like, uh, that's why it's really hard to, uh, like, show uh, beads on rods in rows on a computer screen. It always messes up in some way. Of course. And, uh, you know, things like that. It's uh, hard to show dice rolling very accurately on a computer screen because also that was used to make uh, random probability, and yet now that's all computers. So when we're looking at like the structure of quartz, we should use a microscope. Um, mm-hmm. How would you recommend looking at the electron configurations going on here? Just uh, zoom in. Just zoom in more with that microscope. And then if you have to, since you won't be able to get it on the computer screen, you might need to draw a little picture. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm wondering, does this affect the Heisenberg uncertainty principle of electrons? No. In fact, it, uh, I mean, I guess you could say it affects it positively. It makes it more certain once you draw it. Okay. Right. You'll be more certain about it. And so will everybody else. Fascinating, Doc. Yep. All right. Well, I need to talk to someone else. (laughs) So, uh, you know, science is a complicated field. And it just so happened that he called and asked about something I know. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd ask that uh, we keep our uh, jargon-laden questions to a minimum on this show. I'm not an expert in everything, although I do have a wide base of knowledge. All right. Line three, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I have a problem with this uh, entire radio show, if that's what you want to call it. Well, uh, I do have to admit we have uh, moved to Sirius XM. <laughs> I think you're missing the point. Uh, okay. I've been under the impression that you are a doctor of uh, the doctor. sciences or the medicines. The science. Uh, you have actually stolen my name and used it for your own radio show. Whoa. I feel... I should deserve to use this show. I'm not a, a doctor of packaging. I am an MD with a PhD and DTS. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I stole your name? Your name is Dr. Robertson? Yes. Dr. John Robertson, California, Santa Barbara. Dr. John Robertson from UCLA? Yes, sir. Were you on the UCLA faculty in the late 1980s? I absolutely was. I intentionally stole your name. Dr. John Robertson? This is you, isn't it, Billy? It is. It is me. You son. Billy Ivansale. 
Billy Ivinsale, the worst student I ever had. Uh, the best student that you ever underappreciated. Oh, please. If that's what you mean. Please, you are always on and on about boxes could be more efficient and bricks are the worst way to build a building. You don't know anything what you're talking about. Boxes could be more efficient and bricks are the worst way to build a building. I would rather build a building out of straw than bricks. That Three Little Pig story got the whole thing backwards. Straw is the most superior. You just got to know how to work it. Billy, I canceled this idea when you used it as your thesis, and I would like you to stop trying to propagate this misinformation on the radio. Misinformation? It's not misinformation. Oh, please. If you take the straw, a thing of straw, and put it inside another thing of straw, it'll be stronger than any brick. I showed you. I came to your office, and I lifted In a the wheelbarrow of the full night. of bricks with a single strand of straw. And you were amazed, and you refused to budge. I was amazed until I found that thin piece of tungsten steel in the middle of your straw. Steel reinforced straw. What's the problem with that? Your entire thesis was based off of straw on straw on straw. I swear, I promise you, you can get straw to grow with tungsten steel inside of it. This is preposterous. It is not preposterous. I demand you cancel your show and sign over the rights to the name of said show to me, its rightful owner. You want a radio show? I've been working on this for 35 years. Yes, I want a radio show. I want the fame and glory you stole from me. Fine, fine. We'll see how you do. All right? Here. You be the ho- I'll be your caller. I'll be your first caller. Absolutely. What do you think of that, all right? I would love that. All right, all right. We'll see how you do at it. Okay? Yes. Do I get an introduction? That's up to you. I do that myself. Hmm. I usually pay people for those kinds of things. Well, you'll find that the world of radio is not... Uh, you do a lot. You do a lot. When you produce and host a radio show, you... You do a lot of things yourself. All right. Well, I'll do my own introduction. This is Dr. John's radio show, the true See, doctor, the using one the, doctor. The same name. You're saying Dr. John. I don't even call myself Dr. John. You could do this already. But it, that's not the point. All right. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to open the line to my first caller. Sir, what is your question? Uh, yeah. Here, I need some advice. Uh I built up an audience for a radio show over the past uh, 20 years, and I have a loyal following, and some uh, some douchebag from my past is trying to take away everything I built for myself. What do you think I should do about it? Well, it's Do you think I should have him killed or just hang up on him? It sounds like this uh, respectable person who is trying to gain back credibility that was stolen from him is in the right. And you should subside your differences and realize that maybe you should just go back to private packaging again. Leave the leave, Hang the microphone up. Just leave the industry. Let the professionals answer these would questions. You, would you believe it if I told you I never gave up packaging? Oh, Billy, you gave up everything. I did not. On the side, I still package. What what are you packaging, Billy? Well, I stand outside antique stores, and uh, I see people come out with various antiques, and I say, you're going to need to take that home. Are you going far? Are you going to ship that? If you're going to ship it, let me help you. And if you're just taking it home, I can position it in your car so it doesn't break. And I help people. 
I package their goods, their antiques, as they leave the antique store so that they don't get broken. You know what, Billy? That is the first thing that I've agreed with you upon. I think that is a better use of your time. It's a great use of my time. That's how I spend my free time. I'm not on air all the time. This is just how I make a living. This is my job. This is my job. This is my job. Well, then you should treat it as such. Get your doctorate in something else besides packaging. Help these people with true learned knowledge. I'm not going back to school. You never leave school, Billy. Life, the world is your school. The world's a school. Do you not learn from your callers as they I do. as you teach them? Do they not teach you? Absolutely. You are they missing teach me. the point of the entire oh reason of this show, Billy. That's what I'm trying to show you. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should go back to school. You can never learn too much, Billy, and that is the advice that I'm giving you today huh. on Dr. John's advice show. I've always wanted to study uh Lasers. La- like the laser pointers that I use in my, my hall? Any kind of laser, yeah. That's when I developed a fascination with them. Is in your class with your laser pointer. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll go back to school and study lasers and then really help people. Really give good advice. Bill, if you, if you promise to give up dragging my name through the mud on this radio show, I will, I will take you back under my tutelage. Okay. And I will teach you everything I can about how to operate my little three battery laser pointer that I have in my class. And maybe from that knowledge, you can go on to help other lasers learn their place. And what they should point at. Exactly. Thank you. Billy, thank you. I thank was so you. angry, but... I'm going to keep doing the show. Maybe you are doing something good. I think I am. I think I am doing something good. And you know what? You can start your own show. And then I can run you out of business. I would like that. I could uh, tell all my sponsors that they won't be allowed to advertise on my show if they advertise on your show. I mean, that's a little bit of a low blow, but a little bit of competition And is I healthy. could tell all the production companies that I won't work with them if they work with you. I think we're getting past the point here, Billy. I'll make sure that you have no career in broadcasting whatsoever. I take back every good thing I said in the last five minutes, Billy. But I appreciate your call. I appreciate you, Billy. Thank you, thank you. Dr. John. You know, sometimes you uh, find people from your past, and it's always good to reconnect. Uh, You never know what kind of new things they'll bring to your life and what kind of obstacles they face, but every obstacle is a gift because every obstacle is a chance to learn, a chance to grow. All right, let's see. We got another caller on line six. Call on line six, you're on the air. I have a question about this Gwyneth Paltrow group, goop, whatever the hell the call, company, goop. The vagina stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I understand how perfume is made, you know, they take essential oils. I'm just kind of confused. Did she go into the lab and just drop trout from the you know, waist down and, yes. you know, they, they, and then somebody goes up and gets going so they can well, duplicate the scent. Not you know, quite. Like I, not quite. Um, she went into a lab, dropped trowel. That much is true. But uh, a scientist's own nose is not a scientific device. Right, so what they did is they uh, well, you know, they you know like assemblier. You know, you get assemblier to come in there. Assemblier. Well, those are f- also frauds. 
They've been exposed as frauds. They've been uh, at various wine tasting events. They came and they put changed the labels. They brought in cheap wines and put labels of expensive wines on them, and they fooled all the sommeliers. So it's a it's a big uh, fake nonsense racket. But uh, anyways, so what they what they did is they did scientific things. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow came into the lab. She dropped trout. They took her vaginal lips and they hooked them up to this device that squeezes them. It milks them, if you will, almost like a cow milking machine. And it made her vaginal juices flow and flow into this machine. And then it analyzed them scientifically. And then that's how they were able to okay, capture this. Okay, but here's essence. the thing that really concerns me. Can you use the candle every day of the month? You know, does, oh, the, does, the candle, does the candle have a period or something? I mean, you know, if it's like really reproducing her vagina. like I if, think it's built into the candle. You know, You're I, supposed I, to burn it every day, so that way you hit the, the period week accurately. And it changes odors. It's a very good. It's I, a very I just can't imagine coming, in, coming home and the damn candle's going on. Go, hell, has Paltrow been here today again? Yeah, well, it's uh, well, that's exactly what I love about the candle myself, is I burn it, I invite people over, they go, hey, did Gwyneth Paltrow come over? And I say, yes, she's my girlfriend, uh, we're in a relationship, maybe and that guy who believe me. Maybe that guy who called in uh, the top of the show should get one, at least then it'll look like he's getting laid. Maybe, maybe he should get a candle, and then all of his friends will believe that he's sleeping with Gwyneth Paltrow like all of my friends do. It's really the best reason to buy the candle. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say, $75 for a candle seems a little little high. I mean, I know I've gotten laid twice in the same day for less than 75 Wow. It's a good deal. Twice in one day for less than $75. But and it the was, candle... And it, was, and it was double point day, the too. The candle lasts a whole month. So, I mean, you know, can you get laid every day for a month for $75? No. No, it would be $75 a day times how many days in right. the month. Right, however, however many days are in that month, whether it be 28, 29. Well, it's late, it is sleep year, so it'll be 29 minimum. Right. But, okay. 30, 31. I just, I just, I'm just trying to figure out, do I get to test Gwyneth Paltrow to go, does this really smell like her? Oh, no. I, I, I wanna, no, I think you have I, to I take that word for it. I don't know. $75 for a candle, but I, I want to know it's the real deal. That's that's well, all I'm saying. I think, uh, like many products, you just have to trust in the claim. Uh, but if you want, you could call a lawyer, take them to court for false advertising, and then they would have to prove to you that it really does smell I mean, like you know, I could join that guy who's suing Pornhub because they don't closed caption the porn. You know, he, he started a lawsuit on that. Of course. Well, I mean, that's an important issue. It's not death-friendly for porn. Although, uh, and they really should close caption all porn anyway. Uh, I always turn the volume down on porn. I have neighbors. Well, you know, he's suing Pornhub, YouPorn, and all of them. All of them for close caption. Well, you know. ADA violation. Yep, it makes sense. They're all in violation of the American Disabilities Act. All right. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. That's why uh, when you do hire, um, you know, sex workers nowadays, they come with uh, sign language interpreters to tell you. They all, you know, just in case. Well, I heard that's everything why I think the whole time they were with them, they signed. I, I don't know if it's on a wives' tale or not, but I was told the reason Helen Keller masturbated with one hand was so she could moan with the other. I don't know. I've never heard that before. Uh, it's possible. It's possible, but like I said, uh, it's, a, it's an old urban legend. You know, a person can moan with uh, with all sorts of parts of their bodies. You know, uh, you don't need to leave a hand free. 
right. You've been very helpful, Doctor. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for calling. Oh boy, what a what a great day it's been. Uh we got one more caller here. <laughs> and uh this is the last caller for the day. Uh everybody knows I like to have the same last caller every episode. So I'd like to welcome back to the show, Craig from Philadelphia. Hey, Craig, how's it going? Billy, it's Uncle Craig. Yes? What's your Wi-Fi password in your apartment? Oh, you're in my apartment right now? Yeah, I want to make some pizza rolls. You're going to make pizza rolls in my apartment so that when I get home, there's pizza, fresh pizza rolls waiting for me and then I can eat them up and all delightful-like? Yeah, I need the Wi-Fi password. Okay, the, the password. All right. I, that's fine. I can tell you the Wi-Fi password. People don't know where I live. What are they going to do? Just randomly get on my Wi-Fi? That seems unlikely. Okay, it's um, I, the letter I. Okay. Capital-like. And then that, uh, you know, that less than symbol? The greater than symbol? No, the less than. Oh, the one that looks like Pac-Man? Yeah. It's like a little sideways triangle. Okay. The number three. Okay. Okay. I'm typing this into the microwave. Right. And then short shorts. Short short. How many shorts? Just short shorts. Like, so short three times. No. No, no, no. I. I. Less than three. Pac-Man 3. Short shorts. Short, short, shorts. No, no, Short shorts. Short shorts. So nothing, yes. just, just short shorts. That's no, the no, password. No. I, capital I. I, the symbol for the less I. Less than three. Pac-Man. Is there an at symbol in this? No. <laughs> no. No one said that. I'm just trying to make some pizza rolls. Right. I don't see well, the wait, Pac-Man need, sign why on do the you microwave. Need, uh, what? You don't need Wi-Fi to use my microwave. You don't got one of these iMicrowaves? I mean, I do have an iMicrowave, but you don't have to use I the Wi-Fi. I want to use that one. All right, fine. Use the Wi-Fi. And then you can use it on your phone. It'll send your phone the notification when the pizza rolls are done? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So go I, capital I. I. Less than. Okay. That, is that like an upside-down triangle? No, it's like a sideways triangle, so but it's, it's like not a, the other sideways triangle. It's like a V? It's like uh, Pac-Man is eating the three, not the one. Okay, gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so capital I. Capital I. Less than. Less than. Three. Okay, so short it, it looks like a little heart. It does look like a little heart. That's weird. Okay, and, and then after that, you say short. Shorts. And then you... Wait, 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 that, that's like a double entendre. How is it a double entendre? Because you say short twice. Short shorts, and it's a kind of shorts. Isn't that a double entendre? You no, say the there's same word shorts twice. And there's short shorts. But if you say the same word twice, like double That is entendre, not what a double entendre is. What? Your Aunt Millicent's been telling me that all week. No, she's a lying. She's lying to you. <sighs> because you're feeble minded. <sighs> Millicent. Millicent indeed. Okay, so you want some pizza rolls? I would love some pizza rolls. I'll warm them up for you. That's fantastic. I got some sides. I hope that's. A, I don't know what they are, but I got sides for you. They came with Uber Eats. Oh, what? Oh, you got this through Uber? What kind of sides? They just said sides, and they were like real expensive. Just a real bucket there? Yeah, it came in like a KFC bucket. Open up the bucket. Oh, I was going to surprise it for you. Okay, what does it look like? Um, It's just like um, like bags of like sugar. 
Fantastic. All right. Perfect. Fantastic. We're going to have a great evening. I love pizza rolls. I love hanging out with my favorite nephew. All right. I can't wait to see you, Greg. All right. I'll be home in a little bit. Awesome. Can't wait. All right. Thank you. Wow. That's great. You see why I love talking to Craig at the end of every episode? Because he's always so nice. I never know when he's coming over to, you know, cook for me, make food for me when I get home. That's what family is good for. That's what friends are good for. So thanks for spending another hour and a half with me on your Saturday evenings, listening to other people's problems. Hopefully you identified with something you heard here today, and I didn't just help them, I helped you. And I I like to feel like my callers, they help me too. So thank you for listening, and thank you for calling. And I'll see you next week. Because hey, what you gonna do? Thank you for listening to this special episode of audio-based content. I'd like to thank all my guests for participating. You can see Ed doing stand-up comedy around Nashville. You can see Gina in Our Queens as well as Freak Pony. You can see Clark Davis in Buddy System. You can see Tim Elifross in FOH, which is a service industry-themed short-form improv group. Uh, They will be performing in February's Cage Match at Third Coast Comedy Club. You can see Sam and Thomas in Improv Science Theater 4000, which has a show this Saturday at 7 p.m. in the loft at Third Coast Comedy Club, the same room we recorded this podcast in. You can see Ryan Wood and Becca Stogner in the improv group Freeform Fellas performing regularly around Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Becca Stogner and Ryan Wood are also in a show I produced called Here, which is inspired by the comic book of the same name by Richard McGuire, wherein every scene will take place in the same geographic location. We'll be debuting this group February 14th, Valentine's Day at 9 p.m. in the loft at Third Coast Comedy Club with special guests, worst case scenario to open up the show. You can also see me in the lab first Thursday of every month at 9 p.m. You can also see me in Crash and LOL Nashville all at Third Coast Comedy Club in Nashville, Tennessee. Please visit my website for all of my artistic offerings to the world at aaron-zvi-felder.com. Go ahead and send me an email at melvin.uses.email at gmail.com. And please do not be shy about hitting me up on social media. I love hearing from people that listen to this podcast. It's always a treat. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review.